Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the ancient legends of the Norse, from the Germanic tribes, there were men who fought battles on multiple planes of life. These men traveled the Bifrost to fight battles amongst the Nine Realms. They were connected spiritually to the Wolf. As travelers, they possessed the magic. They were known to be Hamrammer, or shapeshifters, but also as shamans who could control the magics, powers of the lands, with the Lemvedi. Amongst the Lombard clan, they were identified as men with heads of dogs, and later they assisted King Harald Hafargri in unifying Norway as the Ulf Hefnar. They entered rages and bit their shields before battle. They could not be hurt by fire or iron, even though they wore no armor, and they could destroy their opponents with a single blow. Feared throughout all of Scandinavia and of Germany, for all of recorded history, so much so, soon after its arrival, the new Church of Christianity sought them out to execute and outlawed the practice. Following in the journeys of eight generations of Norse Dane, Mark Nathaniel has claimed his birthright as a Norse Ulf Hefdin of Odin, the Allfather. Today, the modern Ulf Hefnar continues our tradition of using magic and wisdom to help our clansmen and women while maintaining his personal readiness for war. Although the clan is much larger now, the understandings remain as relevant as they were in the days of our ancestors. Join us now as he discusses the ways of Thorn Cedar. Hi, hi. Hi, Mendina. Hello, my friends. Today... I'd like to talk about intent. I'd like to discuss the need for individual desire for the successful spell or prayer. While we may have been enticed 
by the Nike slogan of just do it, many of us have been caught in a development cycle of a plethora of reasons or excuses that we are unable to do anything ourselves. And that, and they, those who have this, have developed a requirement for a deity to provide for them. In this episode, I'd like to discuss the desire and want necessary that we must apply to the incantation of spells or prayers for their effective deployment here on the physical plane. The unfortunate mutation of the modern day psychology to become the hand out instead of the hand up type of mentality of our ancestors. Many in modern first world countries have become spiritually weak. Let us seek Odin and his grace. Asgard, warrior and wanderer, valiant and wise. You to whom all the gods of Asgard look, Sky Father, on the eight legs steed. You who traded an eye for wisdom and ruled a turbulent realm. Give us the wisdom to accept the twists and turns of fate, even as you surrendered yourself to the mercies of the Norn. Protect us, All-Father, from what harm may come to us. Lead us through the wilderness and bring us safely to that great hall that you reserve only for the brave of spirit. Odin, we come to you today to seek your wisdom and guidance. We ask that you bestow upon those here the wisdom about the subject in which we speak. Be with them. As they go forth and live their lives, let us sip the cup of Odiner to bestow the wisdom of Kvasar. We ask for your guidance, that you be with us and guide us through the challenges that hell lay before us. Help us to recognize Loki as he attempts to deceive us, our true path. Hail Odin. Many in these first world countries have become spiritually weakened and entirely dependent on a system that caters to the lower class of spiritual entities. What many fail to recall is the required energy from the intrinsic perspective to bring any request to reality or to the physical plane, as we must apply our intrinsic energy. Now typically, this would be either physical activity or continual emotional intent. And today, I'd like to talk about this concept of intent and what that means when discussing the potential of casting spells or even providing a protection prayer for others. 
While many speak of desires or wants that drive their prayer requests and or their cast spells, utilize the many different planes of existence to bring their incantation to fruition. There is an action step required. So today, I'd like to discuss intent and drill down on what it means in the application to an incanted prayer or spell. Let us take just a moment for those of you who may have recently joined our show and say that many may think of a spell as an evil incarnation of the mysterious powers and that prayers are something good. When I discuss spells, I am making reference to what my ancestors referred to as cedar magic, which means that we encant, speak, a request across both the physical and spiritual planes in hope of completion. Cedar magic was an extrinsic use of spiritual energies around us to complete the request in much the same way we can and can't speak a prayer to the physical and spiritual planes in hope of its completion as well. By all technical accounts then, these two are exactly the same task. As we know, there isn't any evil spiritual energies in all of existence. There is only the intent of the practitioner. In today's discussion, we need to recognize the multiple aspects of intent. We have spoken on previous occasions about the two sides of intent. This balance, if you will, created within the concept of intent is what drives its importance within the spectrum of spiritual practices. There are two paths to follow in the realm of intent. One is the physical activities or action steps required. Number two is the emotional control and the intention of the practitioner. Let us take a few moments then to discuss these two required understandings behind our intent. In past discussions, we have talked about the nine noble virtues that the Germanic tribes of pre-Christian Europe embraced as warriors. And we probably noticed that many of these virtues placed the burden squarely on the individual. Virtues like perseverance, self-reliance, hospitality, and others were the action steps necessary to abide by these virtues. In much the same idea, intentional life was the underlying principle that drove everything. This created a quote-unquote, make-it-happen type of mentality that would have been a part of everything our ancestors believed in and were about. The idea of doing everything at either 110% or not at all was a cornerstone to their most core of beliefs. When considering the action necessary, this mentality would have gone, quote-unquote, all-in and attempted everything humanly possible prior to calling on the spiritual entities to rally around them. They were independent and completely capable of handling most tasks without any assistance. 
While we may have talked about the physical activity or action steps necessary, there must also be an unwavering desire or want. This has steadily become extinct in modern day applications. However, it was the fuel that manifested destiny in the days of our ancestors. While the underlying concept can be easily compared against other words like passion or the internal fire, we need to have a maintenance plan in place that would keep this going. Intent needed to be carried from incantation to fruition in the same state to be effective. In much the same way that the physical activity promotes necessary energy, so too does the continuous energy intrinsic intent. This ongoing management of emotional control necessary to retain the levels of intent are just as powerful as the physical activities in moving the completion from the spiritual realm to the physical one. Our levels of intent are demonstrated to the spiritual realm through our personal aura as a reminder to continue to move forward to the completion of whatever task that has been assigned. In other words, they see that we are still involved and we still intend on this happening. This means that our mental state throughout the life cycle of an incanted spell or prayer is just as important as the physical steps taken. Our mental state through this time can be broken into two major parts. So we have intent is a measurement of desire or want. And intent is the state of mind of the issuer i.e. such as being vindictive or braggart, etc. Our mental state throughout this life cycle is critical to maintain, which means we need to understand the implications of emotional manipulation via the biological chemical reactions caused by other factors, whether it be a memory, an extrinsic event, the chemical imbalance caused to the brain by an emotional change will affect the overall potential of the end result of either a prayer or a spell. We also understand the influence that Galder magic would have had on these magical events. For those of you who are not aware, Galder magic is the use of music and song to provide additional emotional quote-unquote spiritual alignment to the use of magic or prayers while again there have been negative connotations associated with the use of the principle behind magic many do not understand that the new religious practices in the new geological epoch simply rebranded the idea of Galler magic as Sunday worship this would be be when the religious practices would gather together to praise and sing their songs. The other aspect of the mental state of intent necessary was that of humility and the desire for self-accomplishment. What is meant by this part was that 
We were not completing this magical incantation to be vindictive or even using its completion for bragging rights. Intent also included the premise that we were incanting spells or praying for the betterment of others or humankind. The reality we witnessed here was that the betterment of all of humankind was a little bit more challenging to wrap our finite minds around back in the days of our ancestry. As regimes rose and fell throughout the history of the world, we know that the magicians of the earlier societies could not have foretold how these events would impact the future, especially longer term. The idea of working with magic to improve the life's trajectory of those in the immediate surroundings may ultimately have had an impact on the future of mankind as a whole. When we consider incanting a spell or prayer, we must deeply ponder the mindset we are in when we do. As a part of the intent for completion, we must understand that humility and servitude go much further than does bravado and fake intentions. I will add that while it may be easy to fake out physical entities of one's intention, the spiritual realm knows better and will be advising otherwise. They understand our heart's desires when we consider the balance we must maintain within our own personal lives between the magical and the physical, we must deeply consider the two states of magic interpretation and ultimate fruition. Number one is waiting for something to happen. And number two is the action steps that we take towards our ambitions and goals. This interprets to whether we are willing to spend our physical lifetime in a state of quote-unquote waiting or allowing the fates to create a and provide a path for our journey through this lifetime. Or we determine to be proactive and take control of our lives by installing the choices of free will into our existence. While some may be content with allowing life to just happen, Others feel the need to be in control and making the choices, even sometimes if those are bad ones. And that allows these events to be managed. This is the idea of living for the self and is a driving force behind why the magic of antiquity seemed to be more successful than that of modern physical entities. Many amongst us have a propensity for their willingness to accept this waiting method of hope in lieu of going out and getting those things they desire or making things happen by providing the activity energy necessary to get those prayers and spells to fruition. Well, honestly, I hope that this understanding has encouraged you to take control of your life by living purposefully and intentionally. I want to say, tak do to all 
of you who have followed our show either on our podcast distributions or our website at https colon slash slash akuvhefner.com or our Patreon site at https colon slash slash patreon.com forward slash akuvhefner. I am honored that you have taken the time to listen to our message. Listen to what we have offered here in the aged old manner of oral traditions. The center of this discussion should be this idea of what we do with the knowledge and wisdom we have. There are a multitude of ways that we can spend our knowledge and our wisdom. However, our ancestors believed in the strength of the clan, the strength of the family. And while many may say there were some role difficulties, differences in those days of antiquity, Ultimately, the idea was to form a balance within the household and ultimately within the clan. And that was by living intentionally. There wasn't this social handout in the days of our ancestry. Every man worked tirelessly to abide by the nine noble virtues which spoke of things as I mentioned before like perseverance and self-reliance and hospitality and industriousness. All of these virtues that made every person, not just man, but woman as well, it gave them honor and it set a stage for a culture that would then last for thousands of years in memory, if only by oral tales and retelling of stories to become myth and legends. And maybe, just maybe, if we too decide to take a path of living honorably, abiding by our nine noble virtues, applying intent and purpose to our lives, taking the action steps to make things work. Maybe we too will live on in myth and legends for thousands of years to come. Thank you.